Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. This is the show where we educate, empower, entertain you a bit, and inspire you to live a fearlessly authentic life. Because, in my opinion, if we are not living fearlessly authentic, then what the heck are we doing here? I spent way too much time worrying about what other people think. And so I'm over it. I think by the time, you know, you're my age, you should be over it. So um, I just wanted to welcome everybody to the show again today. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can find me on all social platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer. So here we go with the most special guest in the world, Heidi D'Amelio. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. I am too. Um, from one Connecticut girl to another. Well, you're originally from Louisiana, so you're not really a Connecticut girl, but <laughs> you lived in Connecticut for a long time. So um, I sure did. Yeah. 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 And we're going to get into all of that. But for those of you, the few of you out there who do not know who Heidi D'Amelio is, she may be best known as mom to Dixie and Charlie, two of the most popular names in social media today. But there is a lot more to juggling being a mom and wife than meets the eye. Heidi started her professional career as a model and fitness trainer, but when she met her husband, Mark, in New York City, she knew her dream of always wanting to be a mom was the path she wanted to take, which is so sweet. The couple married, moved to Connecticut, and started their family where teaching her children about values, reputation, and giving back to others became a central conversation for all four members, even before this family skyrocketed to fame. Utilizing her love for dance and a decade of practice, Heidi's youngest daughter, Charlie, started posting dances on the popular app TikTok and literally overnight became the most followed name on the platform. I actually remember that. 2020... <laughs> It was my daughter's 30th birthday and everybody was at the house and she was like, mom, you've got to see this girl. <laughs> and I'm like, and I remember everybody trying to be your daughter. I'm like, how old is this girl? What was she like? 13, 15? She was uh, 15 at the time. 15. And, and my daughter was like, she's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. <laughs> so I remember that like it was yesterday. This I love it. It's crazy. The family soon joined in and currently have a combined following of over 300 million. Heidi's dedication to being a present but not overbearing mom has grown her own following of over 10 million and growing. On top of being a full-time mom and overseeing her family's demanding schedules, Heidi continues to pursue her passions, which include health and wellness, fitness, and philanthropy balancing personal and work life and ensuring the internet is a safe place for not only her daughters, but for other teens is always a main priority. And I love that. Heidi recently competed on season 31 of Dancing with the Stars alongside pro Artem. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Um, <laughs> is that what it is? Okay. Um, you can also catch Heidi 
on the family docuseries, The D'Amelio Show, on which she serves as an executive producer. The third season is coming to Hulu in the fall. Heidi has also made it a point to use her and her family's platforms for good, raising awareness and donations for COVID-19, childhood cancer causes, and natural disasters such as the hurricanes in her hometown of Louisiana. Louisiana. Heidi resides with her family and their four dogs in Los Angeles, California. Again, welcome to the show, Heidi. That's a huge amount of stuff going on. I, like, what was life before the pandemic? Um, pre-social media, um, we were having a good time. Um, Mark and I were, you know, he he always had a showroom in New York City, but he worked from home mostly ever since I met him. So we're, we're together a lot. Um, we like to have fun and he's very spontaneous. So you never know what's going to happen. And I love that because I'm very much more routine. And so he kind of takes me out of that, which I need. Um, my oldest was in our senior year of high school and uh, heading, going to be, you know, preparing to go off to college. And my, uh, that was Dixie and my youngest, Charlie, was in her freshman year of high school and sorry, 10th grade year. Yeah. 15, go, about yeah. to go into her 10th grade year. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had our animals and, you know, the girls were playing sports. Charlie is a dancer. So it's all about, you know, I'm big on food prep and making sure between games and practices, everybody has food and driving, you know, everywhere to see everybody do everything. And that was kind of our life. We're together a lot. We were really spending a lot more time uh, really having family dinners together, you know, preparing for this Dixie going off to college and missing her. So we, that we made it a priority, which was hard because Charlie wouldn't get home from dance till 10 o'clock at night. So, (laughs) Um, and that was kind of our life. I mean, we were, we had a good thing going. It was, there was nothing we really were longing for or anything. And then uh, summer of 2019, Charlie started posting on TikTok and we knew it was a new app. We knew enough to know apps come and go and what is this? And and then uh, she went viral and it kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> were you surprised? I mean, I remember it was a fairly new app. Like, I don't know how many years Fair. it was. Very right. Like when did it come out? It was well. It had changed hands. It was like it was musically, and so it had become TikTok. But um, at the time, people were. Uh, it was a thing to be on it and be a uh, like a consumer, but not admit that. And you would just watch it, and you weren't actually posting videos. And so when Charlie posted, started posting. Dixie was like, what are you doing? That's so embarrassing. Because nobody wanted to admit they were on it. It was like mm-hmm. embarrassing. So it was not cool to be yeah. on it. So oh. her, her before, so what was happening was her friends wanted to do the dance trends and they would ask her to learn it and teach them because she was the dancer in the group. And so she would, and she didn't even have an account. And then she started her own account and started posting. And that like uh, two months later, she went viral. And that was pretty wild. It, just this one video, which was nothing even planned. I was 
we were walking out the door to go to a dance uh, intensive up in, where are we going? Hart- uh, I think we're going to Hartford or somewhere around Hartford. Oh, so you were really schlepping all over the state. You were in Norwalk yeah, we were and you went it. all the way up to Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> and as we're driving, she's like, whoa, it's like a thousand views and 5,000. And then she goes into this four hour intensive. And then when she came out, it was like, 300,000 views and she was like oh like what is happening right now she was and then her first thought was like how do I follow up that like it wasn't even a thought out video it was like a duet of somebody else so it was kind of funny but yeah Dixie was mortified and so that just kind of the growth kept happening and she was just enjoying herself it was fun it was something she would do with her friends and they do these little dances and trends and um and Dixie uh said if you ever hit a million I'll get on and by the end of October Charlie had hit a million and so she was like okay you have to get on now wait she (laughs) hit a million followers in like six months so uh, her first video that went viral was like mid-July and like October end of October she hit a million Wow. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And so um, Dixie was, she had a, an account, like it was user 58, blah, 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 because right. uh, she was like, nobody would actually put their real name. That's embarrassing. And so we had to like scramble and get her name before she, they post, like Charlie posted it. And then Dixie, Charlie was like, I think you should put your name because somebody's going to take it. And so she put her name and like, it, it, they did a video where they dressed alike and their hair was exactly the same. So people thought Charlie had a twin. And so that went, but I think I remember that. Then, I think I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was wild. And, you know, by December, they were gaining a million followers a day. It was insanity. And people are reaching out. They want them to do TikTok dances to their audios and, you know, all these like big artists and record labels are reaching out. It was wild. And so our instinct was everybody just hold on a second. Like, you know, anything you we do could be could mess up something down the road. So let's just take it slow and be really thoughtful of it. And we are in, you know, Mark and I were always on uh, social media, but we didn't know this world and we didn't know the difference between an agent and a manager. And so we had to learn really quickly and try to educate ourselves, but also, you know, take it slow. It wasn't something that they were seeking. It happened. So we had to adjust and scramble, but it was wild. <laughs> it must have been so crazy to be inundated with all of this stuff, you're like, we're just living our lives in Connecticut and just minding our own business. And like, you just can't even plan on something like this happening, right? No, it's just, it, 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 it just went so fast. And I, I you know, I, it's, I actually enjoy like talking about it because it, it kind of brings me back to that time. And how far the girls have come and our family and more in a sense of like being comfortable with all of it. Cause it was uncomfortable for a while when you have a lot of eyeballs on you. So, um, but at, at the same time it was fun and we, you know, we we're getting invited to the super bowl and, you know, NBA all-star and like events and, concerts and it was wild and i think it was like uh thanksgiving of that 
same year, BB Rexa invited us to go to her concert and she pulled Charlie up on stage to dance with her and the internet went bananas. It was now was this 2019 or 2020? 2019. Okay. So it was before even the pandemic. Oh, okay. I thought this all happened in 2020, but it was pre-pandemic. We were back and forth to LA meetings. You know, people wanted to work with the girls and our family. They just didn't know what to do with them because they didn't know what TikTok was. It wasn't what it is now. And so, um, you know, record like everybody wanted to meet with them, uh, because they knew it was changing the music game, but they just didn't know how. And also people were a little leery to put budget into this app that they didn't know if it meant people (laughs) buying their product. They didn't know yet. So it was, but all of these executives had kids that were telling them, you need to work with the (laughs) D'Amelio's. So they would, we would go in and they would say, what do you want to do? And you're talking to a 15 and a like almost 18 year old or 18 year old. And they're like, I don't know, like, we're just having fun. (laughs) Right. So who was like the first person I would think in my head, if that happened, who would be the first person I would call for advice? Like, do you so, have a, did you have a family lawyer that you're like, hey, we don't know what's going on. This is, we know we're onto something. This is greatness happening right now. But we don't so, know what to do. Well, we just knew enough to know, like, we don't, we're, we didn't know if it would stick the app itself. Right. So we were, you know, Mark was talking to people that he was in business with, people that he knew worked because he's in the clothing business. So he knew a few people that worked with like YouTubers to make merch. And he was, you know, so that was kind of like a good, just for like, is this a thing? Like, could this, you know, cause the girls are like, we want to do this. We want to do this. They, yes. you know, they're big fans of Emma Chamberlain and they've seen it happen right. to other, you know, young girls. So they were like, we want to do this. And so, um, you know, balancing school and sports and dance and protect, protecting them and like people coming out of the woodwork. And, you know, so it was, uh, we, we just decided to take it really slow and to try to educate ourselves. And then, um, Charlie ended up with, uh, meeting this uh, young girl here her name's Maddie and her mom has been she's a uh, she was in PR for a long time um and she is a manager and she manages she managed her daughter but a couple of other influencers and she knows this world and we just actually hit it off and became really good friends but she was super helpful in the beginning of like what does all this mean and you know one of the first things we got was uh, a manager to help guide and then we got a lawyer an entertainment lawyer something right. somebody specific to that and so that was super helpful because everything was going so fast and then all the agents agencies wanted to meet with us and we ended up um, going with UTA and that's been incredible. And so all this is happening. So we signed with them January, 2020, and we are literally everywhere all over the globe. So you're still Uh, in Connecticut, but you're still in Connecticut. Okay. Doing all this. And now going to school. Okay. They're still going to school. Okay. (laughs) Trying to get their homework Um, done. And Dixie had gotten, uh, she had, she was a senior and she had all her credits. So her school was like, you know, you're doing things that we're trying to teach you in the classroom. Like go live your life, go do it. Cause we were in LA all the time. Uh, but you know, Prada was the first one, you know, big, um, 
fashion house to reach out and they invited Charlie and I to, um, you know, front row at their fashion show. Mm -hmm. So that was February of 2020. And we're literally all over the globe, everywhere. Dixie signed a record deal. All this stuff is happening. And then COVID happened. And so, although everybody was sort of, you know, stationary in their own house, that we were so busy in our house, like, because no one was filming. So they were doing things virtually and it was wild. The, we, we had so much fun with it, you know, for being in lockdown. But I feel, I, you know, there was also a part of that time where when have kids and parents been able to bond over something oh like God. learning dances or doing like lip syncs. And I, it was just like a fun time. And it was, it was still very much fun and the haters weren't really a thing mm, yet. Right. Um, that came shortly after, but, you know, you know, trying to put, um, you know, figure out this world and we, you know, our agents had were incredible to, like help us sort of what does this look like and what do we want to do and and just constantly checking in with the girls like this is a lot and you don't have to do this like we can pull back we can really, put a pause on it we can wait till you're older if you still want to do that and the opportunity's there like and they're like we want to do it we want to do it so we still have those check-ins like weekly <laughs> i'm sure so when they were saying and the girls were saying yes to everything. Were you and Mark just like, let's let's go for it. Let's just do it. Let's just see what's out there. So, you know, we were we were riding that fine line of being parents that have life experience and, you know, <laughs> in a kind way, just, you know, there's been hundreds of Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio's that came and went. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's if we're going to do this and you know we always laugh about this but if we're going to do it we're going to do it right and is everybody on board and so you know mark is such a brands guy um that's his career and so you know he reserved the the ips like he just put everything mm -hmm. in place early on and just really we started looking at it as a business and but at the same time, you have two young ladies who are, you know, maybe they don't want to post today. So we have to, like, respect that and can't. We're, we don't want to be we don't we never wanted to manage our kids. We've never we are always the parents in the mm -hmm. conversation, always. But, um, you know, when people are like, oh, we, we need you to post, we need you to post. And we're like yeah that's not how this is going to work and they're like well this is how it's done and we were like well this is not how we're going to do it we're not going to sacrifice their mental health you know to make somebody else happy and get their percentage like that's just not how it's going to be so uh it was a little you know a roller coaster at the beginning but you know there was there was ups and downs of emotions but you know always going back to do you still want to do this? And I think that it came to a point that, that um, you know, people kind of look at Mark and I like, why are they getting in there in the spotlight? Let their kids do their thing. It wasn't even about us getting in the spotlight. It was about knowing that we're better together and we're better in numbers because if Dixie's having a day where she's just like, I can't get out of bed i don't want to do it i i don't feel it i'm i'm like emotionally not there then 
she stays in bed or, she, you know, she takes a rest day or Charlie or Mark or me. And we have three other people that got your back and pick up the slack. So that's been something that has been super important. Um, you know, and, and when we sign up for things as a family that is known, like it's obviously we're all, all intents are, we're going to all be there, but just know, like, we're not going to sacrifice mental health just to check a box. So it gets a little tricky sometimes, but we stick to our guns on that and it's kind of a non-negotiable and it usually works out and people, and we always tell them, like, if you just give them that time um we'll give you back more than you even are asking for and and always kind of stick to that so that's been we want to be good partners always you know we don't want to be jerks when we work with people uh or brands but um you know so we always try to give more than and you know in those moments but everybody usually is very respectful and like mental health conversation is bigger than ever and i'd like to think that my girls had a little bit of something to do with that You're absolutely right, because I think in the past when you've seen child stars um, rise to fame as quickly as your daughters did back in the day when the parents weren't really involved and the agents were, these these kids who are, you know, in their 50s and 60s now did struggle with mental health and drugs and everything else. And um, the fact that you're such a a close family and that you're keeping an eye on your daughters like like you would be as if they weren't famous as if none of you were famous <laughs> and i think that is just so important for the world to know that you're those i can tell you're those kind of parents when i watch you on your show i love the show and i Thank love watching you. the girls and they remind me of my daughters i'm sure you hear <laughs> that from a lot of moms with daughters but you know dixie charlie my my two girls are 4 years apart and I texted my daughter the other day and I go, you remind me so my little one who's 30, you remind me so much of Charlie just because uh, her personality is very much whatever I've seen of Charlie on TV. Right, right. Um, that it just and Dixie is so much like my <laughs> oldest one who, you I know, <laughs> who could, you know, the, the youngest one always thinks the oldest one's tormenting them and bullying them. Yes. Right. And uh, yeah. the little one yeah. always thinks that they have to be the peacemaker. Yeah. exactly it's it's, so I when I was watching it I was like oh my god these girls remind me of my daughters so I I mean I don't think you're in the most enviable 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 uh position as a parent because that's got to be just a hard position to be in to managing this to knowing what what deals are great for your girls um and then making sure that they're protected at all times that's just got to be a tough job. And I wanted to ask you how you balance your mental health while doing all of this, your self-care. Um, I've gotten a lot better, but I mean, for a while, and this goes back to before anything happened with our family on social media. Um, when my kids weren't good, I wasn't good. And, you know, you're worried and, you know, they go off to school and they're struggling and all day, you know, because Mark worked from home and all day we're like worried and like, do we do we text them? Like, I don't want to make it worse or, you know, trying to figure it out. And so what I've learned is to uh, be there to like the if if I'm not good 
I'm not the stable one. Like I kind of look at it like if they're in the in the middle of the pool, like flailing their arms, I'm not going to go in the middle of the pool and flail the arms with them. I'm going to stay on this side. I'm going to have my feet planted and I'm going to bring you to me. And so that's kind of how once I learned that <laughs> before all this, I kind of I got to I have to like get myself situated so I can be there. So if they're a mess and they're looking at me and I'm a mess, like they're not going to come to me. Now, like she's just making the whole thing worse. So that I feel like once I learned that, I kind of changed the way I parented because I, I, we need to be like I need to be solid for them. And so when all this happened, uh, I needed to be that more. And a lot of it was just sometimes just letting them vent and not saying anything, which is hard because I want to you know, tell them all the things that's great about them and you're a good person and, and, you know, this and that. And sometimes they don't want to hear it. They just want to, they need to like literally get it out and let it be over no matter what it's about. So I've learned to be a really good listener. And I learned that the less I contribute the more they give and the more they ask. And it's so funny because that's such a great point, Heidi. That's <laughs> such a great point for every mom listening right now, because we feel like the more we talk and give to them, they'll get from us. But it's really not that. They pull. I mean, I've noticed they've been pulling away and I didn't want that to happen. So it's and then so we're at a point now the girls just to kind of, for those who don't know, May of 2020, middle of COVID, we moved to LA. So we were quarantining here. Wow. And okay. so we were working and quarantining and the girls were busy. Our family was busy, all of that. Now the girls live on their own. They have their own house. They live together. And so the dynamic of parenting has changed. And I like to look at it. I'm more of like a consultant. And it's funny because they have the most freedom and the most they're financially independent. And uh, they call us for so many random things. Charlie called. She was in Milan a couple weeks ago for Prada. I saw Prada, that. Prada all of this, she calls, FaceTimes us. Do you think that I could buy this handbag? I'm like, well, do you want the handbag? She was like, it's, it's so cute. I do. And I'm like, well, that was so nice of you to think to call us and you have the money. So if you want it, yeah. Why, why not? Like, why would you think that we would say maybe not? And she was like, I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Like, that's so cute. <laughs> and I just love that they do that. And, you know, Dixie, the same thing. She's actually in Connecticut right now. And she FaceTimed us and she's just like, hey, do you think I could take the car and like drive up and go see Mark's mom? And we're like, yes, there's nothing wrong with that. But thank you. I'm like, I always acknowledge that that's very sweet of you that you thought to call us. For whatever reason, I don't know, but um, I think the the more the less I was on, you know, giving them information and teaching them, like they. What I realized, and Mark and I talk about this all the time, is that we realized they're listening. Just and when Mark and I are living and having conversations, they're listening. So it's not always like at them. 
they prefer that better. (laughs) No. And I, I get that you're a very nurturing mom. I've seen it on, on the show. And I think, again, that's great advice for everybody listening because we do tend as moms, we're natural nurturers and we tend to think that they want our input all the time until we realize they don't. And it's really important to stay aware of those cues. I mean, I'm still doing it with my daughters, but (laughs) I know, you know, it's like, when does it stop? I want to know too. Uh, But it's, it is less, less is less you give. They know, they know, I think at the end of the day, all they need to know at this point is that mom and dad love us. We know where our safe space is and our family is number one and and then you get it all back in spades, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, uh, it, and when you, well, I'll see like interviews that the girls do that we weren't there for because they were just doing their, their own thing or whatever. And I'll, and I'll hear the words coming out of their mouth and we're Mark and I are like, we've literally said that to them. They were listening. Like, like it's wild because they're like mature and they live on their own and they have their own life. But at the same time, they like, you know, we haven't seen each other in a few days. Like what's going on? You know, it's just a nice, a nice dynamic and a life that could be really not good because we do work together and we spend a lot of time together and a time where they would be off in college and not seeing their parents every day because we work together. So it's taken some time to get here. I will say that it hasn't I'm, been easy. I, I can't, like I said, I can't even imagine, but it it looks like you're doing a great job. And when I see you and Mark on on screen, um, you can tell how close you guys are and how proud you are, like Dixie show. And um, and I just thought like when I saw him giving you a little peck on the head and you're like <laughs> dancing with your drink and everything, I just thought that's just, I mean, like, look, they get to see their parents like being humans and knowing that their parents also. I will say it's been a little tricky on their side too, because they're, you know, they'll say, you know, they obviously know that they live on their own, have their own life, but then they'll tell us, uh, we're not, we'll say something about them being adults. And then they'll say, like, I'm not actually an adult. So like, don't, don't expect too much of me like understanding that and (laughs) so like they're in this i you know and it made me realize there is a moment for them too like i think it's i don't know if it's different because they are not in college maybe i feel like college gives you four years or whatever to mature mature and figure out your place in your family and this was like very sudden Mm. and and we were business partners. So, you know, there's sometimes they want to be kids. Sometimes they want to be boss. Sometimes they, you know, whatever it is. So I I think it's taken them some time too. And we've had those conversations, like, you know, I've told them, like, I don't know what you need from me. And I think that, you know, communicating is so important. And I'll ask them, like, what are you needing from me right now? Because I'm a little unsure. And, you know, they'll tell me, like, I need to be a kid. And I need you to, like, just give me a hug and be my mom and don't say too much. And, like, 
Don't say too much. I I, I still get that. Don't say too much. Just be my mom and just be quiet. Just sit there and be my mom. And so so that happens. And then, you know, they're, as older children, as they become older, you know, and you'll see it on the show, like Mark and I had some rough times and uh, this past year and how they're dealing with it because they're used to seeing us like, always together, always solid. And things got a little tricky for a while. And, you know, it, it was uh, new for all of us. And so the reaction to it by the girls was rough. And luckily that we filmed that earlier in the year and we're all in a much better place, but you see it play out on the show and it's, you know, watching it back even for us is like, wow, that was not fun (laughs) at all. It's it's never, it's never easy. And it's, it's hard to see it um, and how the kids react, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so there's that part of their adults and want to hear and, you know, what's going on, but then Oh wait, that's too much. I'm a kid and I don't know how to deal with that. So it was it was hard, you know, and we all learned a lot on how to communicate with each other and all of that. So no, it's it's yeah. it's a lot of pressure and um that's that's why I wanted to know how you took care of yourself because as moms we're only as happy as our saddest child. And uh, we know we have to be the strength. You know, it's that old put your oxygen mask on first, first so we can take care of other people. And, you know, it's it's so true. And your example of you seeing your daughter flailing in the water, you're going to stand solid, not jump in there and make things crazier. I love that. I, I'm going to remember that when I see my daughters flailing and not jump in and be crazy with them. You know, I, th- I think for me, um, my sort of thing that keeps me outside of like what our family is working out and I know you can appreciate that and that's the thing like when I'm consistent and it's easy when we're home and you know but we do travel a lot and things get a little off which I'm trying to get better with that but when I'm like consistently working out and I've learned as I've gotten older the uh, value in rest and resting my body, resting my mind. Um, That's what helps me when things get crazy because I try to like breathe and get centered. And I know it's like so cliche and all that, but it works. And um, it's just helped me be a better partner to Mark and a better mom to the girls, but it's a priority. And, you know, my workouts go on the calendar first and like, that's not, up for negotiation. And that took me a long time to get there. And I didn't, you know, every I wanted, I wanted to, nobody was putting it on me, like putting everybody first. That was Mm -hmm. my doing. And then I realized I have to put my oxygen mask on first and my working out is. (laughs) I know. And the sleep, like you said, and the quiet time, um, you've got to prioritize yourself, not, not to neglect anybody else, but you do have to take care of you. I realized that when I went through my divorce, like 20 years ago, that I had to, I had to take care of myself before I could take care of anybody else. And I think so many moms, um, tend to do that. And then they oh. were like, wait a minute, how did I get here? I don't feel well, I've gained weight, or I just don't feel well in my body and my brain. And um, so it, it's just 
such a great message and you look fantastic. And so let's get, I want to go to Dancing with the Stars um, because you looked so absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And um, I actually tried Latin dancing. I competed in Latin dancing for three months. Um, I did that last year. It's let me tell you, everybody, it is a very, very hard, it's very <laughs> hard. Um, so tell me, what was that process like? So you were already fit and you knew how to dance. Was the process more grueling than you expected? So it, um, I'm saying this for myself, but I've gotten to meet a lot of Dancing with the Stars alumni and we it's it's just like the normal conversation of hardest thing we've ever done. Hard, it's hard physically, it's hard mentally, it's hard emotionally, you know, and I, 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 I can't even, like, and I'm like, I, I work out hard, like I lift heavy weights, I enjoy doing that. And so I did go in, uh, I feel I, I don't, I, I started conditioning more because I knew I needed that and working on flexibility. So I, I felt I was as prepared as I could be in the time I had to, to like start. And I'm like, okay, at least I know I'll be, I can hang during a rehearsal. And mm -hmm. it was harder than like, oh, I mean, I'm like, did I prepare at all? So hard in heels hours and hours and hours of rehearsal but it was a mental toughness that i that almost broke me i wanted to back out before we go on and i you know it was that you know i was um, a new empty nester I, I my role wasn't defined as it was before and i was i had you know i don't know if i can do this and all this that had happened with our family, when the four of us were in interviews, I would always be like, you guys say everything like you guys do it. Like, like, I don't need to say anything. <laughs> and what I realized, because it's not just the dancing, it's the interviews. And then after you dance and you go up and I would talk, we would talk with uh, Alfonso and he's throwing questions at you and you got to have your thoughts together. You have emotions you just either did great or not great on the dance floor. There's so much. And, and what I realized was my voice literally just in that moment, I had to say something mm -hmm. and it, and it had to make sense and it was important. And I kind of like, as the weeks went on, I made it eight out of the 10 weeks. And I, Amazing. I just was, I, I just grew so much as a person. And out of that, I, I, just kept saying that to myself, like my voice is important and I'm older and I'm not exactly sure where I'm going from here, but I have something to say. I have life experience and I want to share that because this was the hardest thing I've ever done on so many levels and I did it. I, you know, I didn't think I could remember an eight count. I hadn't danced since high school and nothing translated. I will tell you that. I, it's so it's it the brain. Wild. It's right. It's the brain and the feet. And like when you're lifting in the gym, it's so it's completely opposite of what you're doing for dance. I thought that, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to you, but I mean, for what I did, um, yeah. I remember saying to my daughters, like my brain is working differently, right? And then, like you Absolutely. said, then you had to answer questions and be in front of the judges, like so much pressure. <laughs> but you killed it. Yeah, it was wild. But it was it was it was probably uh, the m quickest growth I've had as a human being since 
I, you know, my whole life because I was, it was at a transition in my life as a mom. It was a transition in my marriage because now we're empty nesters. It, and it was my dynamic in the family business because I was like, oh, well, you guys, I don't know, like whatever you guys want. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. Like we're a team and we're all going to be a part of this team. And that means me too. And it was hard for me to realize that. And so it's funny now because my, my family will be like, who are you? Like, they love it. They're, they've always pushed me to, you got this, mom, you can do it. Or Mark is like the most supportive. Like, he's always like, come on, what do you want to do? Let's go. Let's do it. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. You know, no, it's fine. No, it's not fine. Like, I want to do, I, I would joke all the time, like, yes to everything. We're doing, we're saying yes to everything. Do you feel like you found I'm a new- having so much fun. You found your voice. It sounds like you found your new voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. My 51 year old voice. I found it for sure. But it's forever changing. And I think, you know, it's, I like the way you described that it was the quickest amount of growth that you've had um, probably in your life. And I don't think that, you know, it's trying new experiences, being scared as hell and doing something. And probably deep down, you knew that you would do pretty well, just given your skill set. But <laughs> it was it was a really tough season they had a lot of really good dancers on there and so every week was like you have no and the thing was every single person on the show was struggling charlie was struggling because we were all doing everybody our pros push all of the pros push their partner as hard as they can so if you're at this level or this level, you're getting part pushed as hard as you possibly can pu be pushed. And so we were all equally struggling because we all wanted it. So, but it was fun. It was amazing experience. I have like so much family now, my Dance with the Stars family. It was so cool to do it with Charlie. It was amazing to see her win. Yeah. And we actually went to the show last night and uh, watched it. So that was cool to see. Oh everybody. my God. I've always been such a fan. I really have. So I know you just launched your, your D'Amelio footwear brand. So yeah. tell us about that. So, um, you know, our, the girls, us as a family, we've been doing brand deals and brand partnerships um, over these last few years. And we, uh, you know, it does get, tend to feel a little bit like a hamster wheel. And, you know, Mark is very entrepreneurial and he wanted to create something that if the girls didn't want to do social media anymore, we have a business, like an actual thriving business. And so, and that's his wheelhouse he's that's what he loves and that's what he's done his whole career so um you know we had talked a, a long time ago about um starting a footwear company because a friend of ours from norwalk connecticut uh that we, she was a footwear designer and we're like yeah if we ever start a footwear company mark asked her would you ever come and work for us she was like absolutely and so we kind of always had that in the back of our mind it was something that we could all contribute heavily and like have our own uh voice from start to finish mark on the business side the girls and i on the marketing and uh promotion and design um with that we have a great team and a head footwear designer and production and every everything so we're 
we have a lot of support because we have things, but then there's like an actual right way to do this, that we have professionals. And so we, we were all in, we were all excited. We launched in May of this year and it's been incredible. And I mean, we're, we're just having so much fun with it. It's so they're comfortable. That was like one thing the girls and I were like, they have to be comfortable. And that's like very thoughtful in each shoe of the padding and, you know, just everything. So that's been incredible. And they look good in my opinion. And um, Mark is just crushing it on the business side and growing it. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, for the first time he's feeling like, this is what I know. Like, I, I don't know this world, but I know this. And so he's like really having a good time with it. And um, it's been a blast. We we opened up uh, boutiques across the U.S. Where are they? So, uh, well, the first one we opened, well, so we did a trade show in Vegas a couple months ago and we opened a bunch and then we did, uh, there's Florida, New Orleans, um Texas, like they're kind of sprinkled. We have about 25, 30 boutiques selling it besides like our online store. Mm -hmm. So, and they're, you know, they're placing reorders and things are selling out. So exciting. exciting. It's a new brand. So it's tough on uh, online because, you know, whether it's Nike or Adidas, like you pretty much know what size you are in those shoes. Like, oh yeah, those run a little small. I'll get whatever. And this is new. So people don't know. And I think when they see them and feel them and try them on, you know, they like them. It's it's really good quality and it's a good price point. And it's been so exciting and fun. And, uh, you know, who doesn't love shoes? I know, <laughs> I know. I. Now, did you choose shoes because that was Mark's background? Or so, was- well, his background was so he's never really been deep into shoes, but his his background is more of apparel. Okay. But um, it was just something we all knew we could get behind, and we all we wanted to do something because. There was, it's so the market is so saturated with skincare, makeup, and all that. And so we wanted to do something different. But had Mark not been in the apparel business, I mean, we probably wouldn't have done that. But he's like, I know that we can do this. And I know we could put the right people around us that could get us done. This isn't our name on a brand. This is ours. We own the molds. We, it's our designs. Like it's, we own everything. And you know, this trade show we went to a couple months ago, Mark's been going to that trade show for three years and the girls, you know, I would take them in the stroller because that uh-huh. was the only family vacation we could afford as when yeah. we go to the trade show, we go with them. And so, you know, they were little going to this exact trade show and now we have like our own brand. So it's been a, an incredible journey and it's just starting and it's, and it's cool because, you know, a lot of times in these brand deals, you know, the creative is not always up to the girls or us. So, you know, that was a big thing for the girls. Like I want to own something that I can, I have full say on the creative when I make my content. And so that was like really important to them of like ownership and, but also being held accountable. Like, you know, you also have to make good content. (laughs) And then something else we learned is just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean you have a lot of consumers of your product of, you know, who it doesn't equate 
people buying the shoes, which is why we wanted to go into boutiques and, you know, sell actually in brick and mortar stores. So that's been uh, something that we're learning. And it's more than, yeah, it's more than just followers. Right, right. So the price point, you mentioned that the price point had to be the right price point and the styles had to be the right style. So it it varied from all lots of ages. I Yeah. And I think that's what's great about it because, you know, I don't wear the shoes feeling like, oh, are these shoes, like, am I too mature for these shoes? Like there's something for everyone and it just keeps getting better. We just dropped all of our uh, fall boots, which, you know, that's literally any age. And then I'm so excited for holiday. So excited for holiday. When is that, when is that coming out? It's got to be coming uh, out soon, right? Like November, October? Yeah, it's coming. Uh, I, I think there's some coming this month and then probably next month, but, um, and then spring, Oh my gosh. It's, you know, it takes time because you can't just put out a full line. Like we're a startup, so we don't, we can't like put everything out. So it's, it took a little time, but by the time spring comes around, I feel like when, when I look at the line start to, to spring, it's very robust. And I feel like it really touches a little bit of everything, but at the same time, when you're looking at them, it it tells a nice story of, of the shoes. And there's like connections between different fabrics and like what that looks like. That's so exciting. So it's been so much fun. Is there going to be another brand? I mean, within the brand, um, just not shoes. Will there be more to come? Yes, we are. Let's see. There's not a lot I can say, but I can say it's in the food category uh, with a global retailer. And we are so excited and it's really good, but I I can't say what it is. It's so annoying. I am annoyed by me saying that, but I literally (laughs) cannot. I would get in so much trouble if I said what it was, but it's coming out very soon. So you'll have to look out for that. I'll have to send you whatever it is. And then we have uh, zit patches coming. So that's exciting. Um, oh, zit, Z-I-T? Like, yeah, the yeah. little zit patches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a lot in the works. Still like ironing out details, but we're the brands is, is something we're really excited about. And, you know, it gives the girls freedom to, you know, learn while we're growing on with a lot of professionals around them, but with their dad around them right. to teach them how to run be a business. In business. Um because they they are their own business, but yeah. uh it's different when it's a product. And so that's been, you know, really cool to watch the girls like learn and be in these meetings and and give feedback and feel empowered. I'm sure you've seen tremendous growth since you moved out and started yeah. this whole <laughs> new life. Yeah. All of us, all of us. I'm proud of all of us. It's not easy, but, um, but you know, all that being said, it's, it's been a fun and we've gotten to do incredible things and meet amazing people. And, you know, this is the fun stuff doing doing this and meeting. Thank you. Thank you. So what's next for you? What do you want? What I know you've got all of this stuff, the family business, but is it something specifically for you? You know, I think for all of us, um, and I know the girls feel this way, like, and it sounds bad, like, I want to do my own thing. We all want to do our own thing. I want to establish my own audience that isn't necessarily 
my kids audience, you know, and I, you know, I, I would love to be a person that people go online to, you know, get some sort of value out of my content and I'm still getting there. I'm not where I want to be because I'm still figuring myself out, but you know, I love, you know, the fashion space, skincare, working out, food, parenting. I love all of that. And I'm just trying to figure out a, a better way to, to communicate that with my audience as I try to grow it. So um, I, I love that you're saying that because so many people who look at you probably think she has her shit together. And it's not that you don't. It's just no. that you're you're just evolving. You know, you're learning as and it's such a lovely thing to to share with the people who follow you that like I don't have it all figured out and I'm learning. I'm I'm learning and growing and as I am, I'm sharing it with you. Yeah. And and that is part of it. Like, you know, I I know people look at my, you know, other kids look at my kids and think, oh, they have this perfect life. No, if you see our show, you see it is far from that. And, you know, the things that we go through as a family, I think a lot of people, you know, when it's mental health and, you know, you're, there's only so much you can do and you just have to be there. So it's, you know, as I'm trying to figure out myself and it, I feel like I'm growing still so fast that we had a meeting a few months ago about like, you know, just strategy of what I want to do and what's, you know, goals and set like intentions. And what are we talking about? And I feel like I, we have to do that again. Like I've grown so much in the last three months, like we need a do over. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, it's a good thing, it but is. it's, it's, it's a little hard when it comes to rolling it out because I'm like, so I'm just like kind of saying yes to everything and, you know, kind of getting back into modeling which has been fun and Ooh. see where that takes me. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing everything. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of yours and your daughters. I love how real you all keep it on the show. So for those of you listening at home right now, if you haven't tuned in to the D'Amelio family on Hulu, um, watch it. It's called specifically the D'Amelio the show. The D'Amelio show. And there's, yes. um, so there's two, well, let's see. When this airs, it'll be two two new episodes just dropped. Um, there's two a week for five weeks. And uh, something I think <clears throat> was really important for Mark and I, but mostly Mark, he got really vulnerable in an episode. And, and you know, uh, we both did about our relationship and, you know, we've always had a really good thing going and it and it got really tested. And... <clears throat> And I think for a dad and a husband to go on, uh, on, you know, national television and be so vulnerable, I'm so proud of him because I think, you know, men can maybe get something out of that and and watch it and kind of think of maybe, you know, reflect a little bit on themselves and and the women too. Like, I feel like there were things he shared that obviously I knew, but at the time when we were going through it, things he shared that I didn't know that I was affecting in, in the ways that I, uh, that I was. So it was, I think it's like, you know, I think people think of our family and think the kids, but I think as, a, as parents and, you know, partners, there, there's a lot in there that I think people get a little, 
you know, get a little something out of. It's it's a show with a lot of emotion in it. And that's that's what I love. And I think you are just the real deal. And I am feel so honored that you spent this past hour with me. I really and again, for those who have never heard of Heidi D'Amelio, um, how can they find you? So on all my socials, uh, Heidi at Heidi D'Amelio on all the platforms. I do a lot on Snapchat. I feel like that's probably you see the most of me, <laughs> but okay. I'm a little bit everywhere. It's obviously, TikTok, but yeah. Thank you so so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And next time I come to Connecticut, we'll have to get get together in person. I would love that. We'll, we'll go love work that. out. We'll go I work would love out. it. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everybody. And until next week, stay fearlessly authentic. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you. Oh,